time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Korean dramas, movies and lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. On Check It Out. With Paul. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Paul is in the studio. studio. Waving, flapping Waving, his, arms flapping about. his arms about. In his Hawaiian shirt. In his Hawaiian. It's my Christmas shirt. Christmas pineapple shirt. Yeah, you know everyone has a pineapple for Christmas. Do we? In Hawaii, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, how are you doing? I feel like I haven't seen you in years. Well, that's thanks to your schedule, Peter. But uh, there we go. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm a bit croaky. Apologies in advance. Uh, I, I, last week, uh-huh. I got the flu. Oh, no. It's yeah. going around, isn't it? It is going Did you around. have the flu jab? No. So last week I got the flu. <laughs> uh, yeah, but and uh, I had a I had a ooh, bit of a temperature, ooh, a bit of a cough, ooh, a bit of a sore throat, ooh, the phlegm, the it's, snot, the phlegm, and, and now lovely. it's all right. You're getting better. You're on the mend. Well, from the flu, yes. Yeah. Now what? Have you I got? mean, emotionally, that's a whole different story. Oh dear. Uh, have you had a good week though? Apart from the flu, you've been busy working. Been very it. busy working. Do you it. not ever call in sick? Like, I can't. Is it a British thing? Because my dad never used to call in. No, sick. It, no, it's a performer thing. So, okay. for example, on Saturday, I had three shows yep. at the Korean uh, Film. Uh, archive. Okay, so what if you called in sick? What would have happened to those shows? They'd be cancelled. Oh no! So and couldn't forty-five step in. families would uh, be refunded and would have a very boring Saturday. Well, they might have had more fun. You never know. I'm no, just we had a great time, I tell oh. you. And then Sunday I had two more shows, <gasps> but it's great because it's December. It means I'm doing Christmas shows, Ooh. doing Christmassy stories, and feeling all Christmassy. And this weekend I've got. Seven more Christmas shows. Anything that we would know, or are these like new funky shows? No, Any they're classics? based on they're based on uh, classic picture books. Oh, so uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil them. Well, I would like you to spoil them. Fine. Well, then I'll get to today's hashtag, which I was gonna be like effusive with my praise of our Inyan. Yeah. Our connection, but now you've spoiled it for me. I'm gonna spoil it for you. It's worst day of my life meeting you, Paul Matthews. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think it was 2013 when we first met on Travel Bug. Was it only 2013? Because was that when you started? That's when I started. Okay, then yeah. I guess I guess that would have been it. Because before I was with the fabulous Lisa Kelly All on right. Travel Bug. Fabulous, whatever. Are you trying to say that Lisa S- Kelly isn't fabulous? Subjective, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Sorry, Lisa, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a I, I, well. Look at that. It's our tenth anniversary. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, we must have met because I think I started in the autumn. It must really be the 10th anniversary. Does that bring to mind anything else? Because today's sentence as well, like if you just brush past someone, that's kind of fate as well. Yeah. Do you believe in that? Oh, this is this is a tricky one. Okay. Because uh, there are many things that us as human beings will never, ever know. Okay. I like the idea of fate. I like the idea of destiny, of mm. serendipity, of karma. Don't know whether it's real or not, but sometimes it certainly feels like it is. Yeah. Like yesterday. Okay. I went for lunch. Uh-huh. Uh, went to Quangaman. Oh. Uh, found a nice sort of American barbecue place. I was like, oh, randomly a brisket sandwich. Wow. Went in, sat down, tiny place on a mum and pop 
kind of place. Okay. Run by uh, the sh- the chef, the husband, and mm. the front of house manager, the wife. Okay. And I order a brisket sandwich and a and a soft drink. And at the end of it, she's like, "Are you a voice actor?" Oh. I said, "Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. You might have heard me." I said, okay. On Adidang, and I said, "What?" Yes. Turns out, turns out the the, the husband, the chef, yeah. is a friend of Young Kim. Wow. Used to be on the Annie Dang News. Way back when. Yeah, and she'd obviously heard my voice, I'm guessing, on this show or maybe on my foodie public announcements. That's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it, that fact? So, so there we go. There's your onion. There we go. Because I am insisting the pronunciation today is onion, not inyun. Not inyun, but onion. 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 Udi. Onion, yeah. Yeah, it's close, I suppose, if you're finding it tricky today. Uh, today's book, this is a bit difficult with the pronunciation of this as well. No, it's not. Talagut in Korean, four syllables there. That's not the full name of the book. Okay. That's the name of the department store. Though. You're going to give the full name of the book or not in Korean? I'm leaving that to you because it's tricky for me. Talagut Gub. Dalagut Dream Department Store by E. Mie or Mie Lee, as she's credited, translated by Sandy Jusun Lee. That is our book for today, and I'm excited because it's December and Christmas is coming, and so I've got another very heartwarming book for you. Is it Christmassy? Is it year endy? There is Christmas in it. Oh, lovely. And we've got the book cover as well, which kind of looks Christmassy. Uh, yes, it's a very, very suitable book for this time of year. Uh, we had the Cozy Bookshop a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that remember. was cool. Yeah, this is more fantasy oh. compared to the Cozy Bookshop one. Um, it is fascinating. We we sort of follow around Penny, who's a new employee at this very unusual department store where all the customers are already asleep. What? And they've come in to buy dreams <gasps> for that evening. Wow, sounds a bit Inception-y. Well, with less explosions or Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and so she's got to come to terms with, one, working in a dream department store. Yeah. But two, also, what customer needs what dream and what do these dreams actually do? Wow. What an interesting concept. When I heard the title, I thought it meant like dream department store as in it's amazing. It's nope. It's literally dying. selling dreams. That would be so cool, would it not? It's an amazing idea. And I'm, I'm surprised that nobody had thought of it before. I'm surprised it doesn't exist. Surely you could do that with, like, cassette tapes or something. It I'm doesn't really work that way. showing my age now. But is it, wasn't there a thing that if you think of something, like, in the minutes before bed, sometimes you will dream? Yeah, it. sometimes, but you don't have a lot of control over that. That is true. Uh, one more message from Tara saying, I think it was fate to discover K-pop and K-R&B, K-Indie. A lot of the artists and songs Sorry, gave me so you, much strength over the years. Can you say it properly? Karunamab. Karumambab. Yes, that's K-R-M-B for the uneducated. And to see how far they've come makes me so proud. Good stuff. Tell us about the author. Is it the first time we're featuring Emiye? It is, because it's a debut novel. Oh. So uh, it only came out in 2020. Wow. So it's a very recent novel. Uh, she was born in Busan in 1990. Started off as a semiconductor engineer. Interesting. Working in the science field and technology. Wow. Um, then... Wrote this book, became a best-selling author. Uh, what's interesting is this was crowdfunded when it was first published. Nice. Became a huge hit. It's the first of a two parts as a duology. Uh-huh. The second book came out in 2021. I'm hoping, if this is selling well, that we'll get the second book in English because yeah. it'd be a shame not to. Does it kind of end on a cliffhanger? 
I'm not saying anything yet, Peter. All right, all right. All right. Uh, but I will say it's been translated all over the place. Uh, we've got Chinese, Thai, Russian, Indonesian, Turkish, German, Italian, Spanish, Vietnamese, and Japanese translations. Wow. Leon's already saying that Lita's got the Indonesian version. <gasps> yeah, it's so... It's available in many languages because I think the idea of dreams and the idea of maybe dreams helping you or being able to select the dream that's right for you mm. is such a universal conflict that uh, conflict concept that everybody loves it. Yeah, I'm attracted to it straight away. Uh, the translator Sandy Chuson Lee. Does that name ring a bell? It rings a bell if you've been listening to this corner for a very long time because we featured her astonishing translation of Armand by Son Won Pyeon ah, back in 2020. So uh, it's been a long time since we featured her because she's not just a translator of fiction. She also works in animation, working on things like projects for The Witcher and Star Wars. So she's Ooh. a very busy, busy person. Okay. Um, but she is an incredible translator. So, uh, yes, our second time featuring her. And it's a great translation as well. All right. Do we need to do some scene setting? Well, it's at the very start of the book. And Penny, well, she's got the job. And now she's coming in for a first day of work. Penny passes the father and daughter and finally arrives at the dream department store. She pulls out a pair of loafers from her purse and does a last-minute check on her face with a palm-sized mirror. Her bobbed hair looks especially poised today, with her tiny nose and big, gentle eyes. Her first impression doesn't seem too bad. The only downside is the wrinkled blouse she forgot to iron, but she can do nothing about it now. As she steps inside the department store, she is instantly enmeshed in the enormous throng of customers. At the lobby's front desk, an employee is making announcements with a microphone. It is the same middle-aged woman Penny saw yesterday who was busy on the phone. Attention to the outsiders only. All costs are deferred payments. You may leave once you receive your first stream. Hey, don't you come siblings? That doesn't apply to you. You guys come back and pay first. A young, freckled brother and sister get caught trying to sneak through the back door. They trudge toward the front desk. Penny is confused about whether she should go to Delegate's office first or just change into the employee uniform and apron. Dilly-dallying between the crowd, she is instantly grabbed by the hem and pushed behind the front desk by someone. You're new today, right? Nice to meet you. Now keep on your toes. We have a busy day today. The middle-aged woman, who was just giving announcements, smiles at Penny. My name is Weather, she continues. I am the manager of the first floor, but these titles are useless, so just call me Weather. I have a daughter around your age, and a baby boy. Been working here for 30 years. Should be enough for my introduction. She seems generally bright and cool, except she looks exhausted today. Her red curly hair is drooping feebly and her voice has gone raspy. Hello, Weather. I'm Penny. Yes, today is my first day here, and, and so what should I do first? A delegate asked me to give you a guide to the store. 
As you know, each of our five floors sell different genres of dreams. You don't need to worry about the first floor. Delegate and myself with other veteran employees handle the customers here. From the second to the fifth floor, you will go upstairs and meet each floor manager. They will explain their floors to you, then you will tell us which floor you want to work on. But if none of the managers like you, well, you may have to go home. Penny is all wound up, blinking her large eyes in shock. Oh, I was just joking, Weather shakes her head. She looks hot, and as she takes off her jacket, her shirt is drenched with sweat, even with the air conditioning. Now off you go. I must get back to work. So many people today. Penny heads out from the front desk. Weather quickly disappears out of sight, hidden by a flock of customers rushing toward the front desk. But Penny can hear her yelling, How about the reunion with an old friend product? There is only one left in stock on the second floor. Were you asking about what kind of old friend it would be? I've no idea. Possibly one of your childhood friends, but you still remember. Three nights in the Maldives was out of stock as soon as they came in. I'm sorry, but this dream is already reserved. No ripping the package. Chuck Dale's Five Senses of Sense, your dream series, was just taken a minute ago by a group of teenage customers. All floors will be sold out soon. All sold out soon. Away from Weather's desperate calls, Penny turns toward the elevator. There is already a long line of people waiting, so she decides to take the staircase next to Delegate's office. She wonders if she should stop by and say hello, but decides to return later after seeing a handwritten sign that reads, Temporarily away. Delegate's printer must still be broken. The wooden staircases are so steep that by the time Penny reaches the second floor, her thighs already feel numb. At least she won't need any additional workouts if she uses these staircases for work. Paul's in the studio. Check it out time where we look at Korean literature translated into English doing the Dalagut Dream Department Store. See, it's not so difficult to say. What is that, though, Dalagut? It's the name of the guy who owns the department store. It's not like a normal Korean name or anything like that. Do we know where this is, by the way? Don't be racist. (laughs) Do we know if this is in Korea or...? We don't know exactly where the Dream Department store is, but they do serve Korean customers. Ah, okay, That's interesting. Uh, We had many messages coming in. Bree saying, wow, it sounds like a magical place. It is a magical place. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's a great book. Uh, Siska's happy about the Indonesian translation and curious about selling dreams. Yeah, it's interesting that they run out of stock of dreams as well. Every night. That yeah. was interesting. So they've only got a limited number of products, just like this is a physical, tangible thing. Yes, and wow. Tiggerish is wondering where they sell the nightmares. I'll... Maybe talk about that later. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was doing a little parody saying, chainsaw-wielding clowns, third floor, aisle 13, towards the back, next to ghost children. I'm not going there. No, don't do that. Soran is the song we just heard, by the way. Or Onopamen, tea tonight, or t tonight, I suppose, would be it. Yes, got compliments for Armand, for Sherry Russell and Nyan T. Thank you. Uh, And uh, Nyan is also wondering... How difficult is it going to be to get a job at this uh, store? Uh, Harder than you think, but Penny manages to do it. Uh, If you read the prologue, you'll find out how. Oh, really? That is mentioned. In the prologue, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And Sherry's saying it's not out till 2024? 
the, the book. This book or another book? Well, I was able to get an electronic copy online through a certain river-based American store. Okay. And I was able to get a physical copy in the Korean physical bookstore. Ah, so nice. I don't know. It may, there may be regional release dates out yep. there, but certainly you can order it online. It is available in Korea, so hopefully you'll be able to get a copy of it sooner rather than later. Mm, interesting. So another interesting part of this was that as the employee on the first day, they get to choose the department they want to work in. Yep. You get to go to the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth floor and choose which one is the best one for you. That's pretty cool. I like that. It sounds quite democratic. So which one does Penny pick? Well, she looks at each one and she sort of gets a bit disappointed each time. Oh. The second floor there, the manager is really fussy and precise and he's like, he needs experts, he needs people with proper training. Okay. And it feels too stuffy. The third floor is much freer and cooler and hipper. It's like dreams for teenagers. But the manager's always complaining. Uh-oh. The fourth floor is for naps. So it's like for young children, for toddlers and babies and <laughs> oh. for animals, which is lovely. But the manager just talks everybody's ears off and it's not fun to be around. Uh. And then the fifth floor is where they have the discount dreams. Uh-oh. And the manager is nice. He's an old school friend. Oh. But he seems to be doing a few dodgy things. And so Penny comes down the stairs again thinking, I don't know what to do. Oh. But as she goes back towards Delegate's office, she overhears him and Weather talking about how they need extra staff at the front desk. Uh-huh. And so she uh, volunteers. Weather seemed nice, yeah. That's but yeah, and so... Uh, it all goes well. She gets the job, becomes part of the team. Every day she's going to be meeting and greeting customers, checking sales, keeping the whole store running. Um, and so she loves the work. She learns a lot about the dreams. We also learn about the creators who are treated like Hollywood movie directors. They wow. each have their own styles, their own genres. They even have award ceremonies. Nice. Um, and she also learns the history and the mythology behind the store. And again, you're going to have to read the book to find this out. Okay. She also learns that you have passers-by, but they also have regular customers that they track who are going to come in, you know, night after night after night. They track them? Yeah, they know they, they've got, like, eyelid scales, and they can see when they're going from conscious to sleepy to asleep. Oh, wow. So they know when they're going to visit. Okay. Um, and then she sees how much passion both Delegate and Weather put into their job. Uh, the other thing that she finds out, that you don't pay on the day. Yeah, they were saying that comes later, just leave after your dream's finished. Yeah, because what happens is there's an emotional impact from your dream. And part of that emotional impact that you get will be passed on to the shop. That's the payment. Interesting. Yeah. The other thing is she finds out that when the store closes, hmm. Dalligat actually lives there and he takes pre-orders. He gets customers coming in with problems, they're upset, oh. and he helps specially pre-order dreams for them to help them with what, whatever issues they may have. Mm. So we, we get all this sort of backstory, all this foundation about what the store is. And then we also get to know some of the customers. So, for example, there's one young woman called Ayang. Uh -huh. She's a regular. She's lonely. She's single, she's working too hard, and she also has secret feelings for a business contact. Ooh. And she comes to the store one night. She's customer 201, and Penny serves her, needing to find the right dream for her, the same dream that Ah Young's been having again and again lately. Let's pick it up there.
Penny rummages through the boxes to find the dream the woman is looking for. After picking up the leprechaun's flying dream for the fifth time, Penny finally spots the box with heart-shaped decorations. The ribbon has its dream maker's name, Keith Grewer, printed on it. Keith Grewer is a veteran maker of romantic dreams. According to a well-informed source, a Sam, Grewer is actually so bad at relationships in his personal life that he has gone through over a hundred breakups. He shaves his head whenever he has a breakup so no one has ever seen him with long hair. But it is an established truth in the dream industry that the quality of his dreams gets better with every heartbreak. Is this the one? Penny rushes back to the first floor, handing the box to the customer. The box is labelled, Meeting Your Crush. Yes, this is it. Here you go, thank you. Do I pay later this time too? The woman asks as she takes the box. Yes, as always, all you need to do is share a little piece of your feelings after you wake up from the dream, meaning if you do not feel anything after the dream, we won't charge you. Penny does not forget to add what she has learned from weather. The woman quietly leaves the store with the box in her hand. Her steps seem light and bouncy, but for some reason, watching her walk away leaves Penny feeling uneasy and she doesn't know why. The store becomes less crowded later in the day. Penny is slowly sweeping the floor, her mind lost in thought. Since number 201's visit, something has been bothering her, but she cannot put her finger on it. She mindlessly sweeps the floor, and by the time she arrives at Dalligut's office near the staircase, Penny has realized what is bothering her. Oh, I'm sorry, I've, I've spilled a lot of crumbs from the cookies, right? The door flings wide open as Dalligate trudges out. No worries at all, Dalligate. I was just cleaning up in my downtime, but then... Everything okay? Actually, I have a question about customer number 201. Ah, oh, 201. She is a long-time regular. Do you think it's a good idea to keep selling her meeting your crush? Is there a problem? Dalligate asks, genuinely interested in Penny's answer. Well, I think dreaming about your crush for the first few times is fine, but the feelings would only grow when those dreams repeat, leading to heartbreak. For her to keep dreaming the same dream... Penny trails off, momentarily lost in thought. Right. She finally realises what has been bugging her since the customer seeing the customer leave. It probably means no progress in her real life. Penny, do you know what her outside customers generally think dreams are, including number 201? Of course, I've learned about this. The subconscious. They think dreams are manifestations of their subconscious. Yes, that's correct. So, what about it? Penny doesn't get where this is going. She does not want to be considered a pumpkin-headed employee, but still her curiosity gets the better of her. I'm sure you're aware, but outside customers do not remember anything about their time in our store when they wake up from their dreams. Because of that, the best explanation they can come up with for their dreams is their subconscious. What would you do if you were a customer? If my crush keeps appearing in my dreams, I think my feelings would grow to the point that even my subconscious is filled with that person, says Penny, unsure. Right. And as time passes, you will be certain you have feelings for that person. Yes, but that's the thing. That's not enough to start a romantic relationship. Dreams are just dreams. Penny thinks of how the woman was so excited about buying the dream and her heart aches for her. Still, Dalligate looks merry. Love starts when you recognize your feelings. Whether it ends in one-sided or reciprocal love, our job is done here. I just hope it's not one-sided. That's too painful. 
that's interesting. Maybe the dream is nice to dream about a crush, but maybe it's not helping. Hang is on. A good or a bad thing? Hang on. What? Delegate knows what he's doing. Oh. Is he just trying to make money here? Or no, emotions? no, 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 kind, benevolent... No. He is helping. Okay. okay. There's none of this secret villain. Ooh, no. there's a bad guy. Ooh, there's... St- no, there's none of that. Okay. Okay. These dreams mm. are increasing Ayung's feelings for the guy. And okay. so she wakes up and she gets the emotional heart flutter. Yeah. And, you know, the department store gets a little bit of that flutter in return. Of course. She is, she realises, she's falling in love with this guy. Mm. But we also see, from his point of view, he's starting to get feelings for her. In fact, oh, nice. we see him on the following night visiting the store, searching for a dream. Oh! Turns out Delegate has also been giving him personal advice, giving him dreams that helped heal his heart over his ex-girlfriend. Oh, like a matchmaker. Yeah, and now he feels nothing about his ex-girlfriend when he dreams about her. Good. So, Delegate gives the guy a little bit of the flutter to drink. That they got from our young. Oh. Gives him a little push. Okay. The love connection solidifies in the dreams. And in the waking world the next morning, our young asks him out on a date. Oh. And they get together. That's nice. Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful, cute, wonderful, wonderful relationship. Uh, and so Penny gets to witness all these things. I'm going to skip over quite a bit because okay. uh, you need to read this book. Yeah. She gets to witness precognitive dreams. There are also nightmares that are sold to only certain customers. Oh. And at first she's like, why are we selling nightmares? That's yeah. terrible. Um, but it turns out they're being sold these dreams because they want to get over certain traumatic incidents in their past. Mm-hmm. And because they don't remember they want this, yeah. they come back to the store and they're angry, like, why, why are you giving me nightmares? Yeah. And Delegate has to explain again and again, actually show them contracts they've signed mm. to say they've agreed to do this. But the thing is, they need these painful dreams. Okay. Because the painful dreams, like sitting the exam again or being re-enlisted in the military, are the key to their healing. Oh. And it's tough. And even more so when they wake because they don't know they've been doing this. Mm. They just know they've had a bad dream. It leads to better lives. That's and, good. And the payments the department store gets are not heart flutters. It's payments of confidence. Payments of self-esteem. After a nightmare, interesting. Yeah, well, when they get to the resolution, when mm-hmm. they can wake up from the nightmare and go, it's okay. Oh. I don't have to worry about that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is we also get to meet the nightmare creator. His name is Maxim. Oh. And Penny tags along with Delegate to learn more about why he makes the kind of dreams he does and why he doesn't make, I don't know, happier dreams. And that's where our final excerpt will kick off. Thank you for doing business with me. I never thought people would like my unpleasant dreams at all. No, thank you. I appreciate you standing your ground in making these dreams. I truly believe the world needs the dreams you make. Penny thinks. She sees Maxim getting emotional. He looks upward with his lips pursed as if trying to fight back tears, but she is unsure under the dark lighting. It's very flattering to hear that, but you know, this business does make you doubt yourself. People all have their darkest moments in the past. They don't like to remember, and maybe that could be an option, you know, to to put it all behind you. It may even be the best option. 
So I sometimes get wound up thinking all I'm doing is meaningless. All these thoughts haunt me sometimes, Maxim says. Dalgut is lost in thought. He must be carefully picking his words to respond. Maxim does not seem creepy like Penny thought he'd be, so she doesn't hesitate to step in or worry if it's okay to interrupt their conversation. Then why not just be straightforward? You can make dreams that show people's happiest moments or achievements, she suggests. You certainly know how to lighten the mood. Maxim seems to like Penny's idea. It'll make everyone happy for sure, she says. We're easier to receive payments too. And even looking out for me, aren't you? Maxim points his slender index finger at himself under his modest black apron. For a moment, Penny is concerned that he might have taken her the wrong way and taken offence, assuming she is suggesting something about his finances. But upon taking a closer look at his face, she realises he is joking. Penny, do you know what sets a good dream apart from an ordinary one? Dalligat asks. Well, I'm sure you've told me before. Penny tries to recall all the things Dalligat has ever said one by one. Maxim looks straight into her face as she thinks. You said the value of a dream depends on the customer, she murmurs. Oh, that's right. The difference between a good dream and an ordinary dream hinges on whether the customers find enlightenment. The point is that they need to realize the lessons themselves instead of us spoon-feeding them. That's what makes a dream good. That's right. Overcoming hardships in the past makes people who they are now, survivors and heroes. Our job is to make them realize that on their own. Yes. That is why we sell dreams. At the end of the day, it's all about the customer. Am I right? Penny says. Delegate, you certainly have a great employee working with you. Maxim says, smiling as brightly as the sunlight outside. It's an interesting insight into the nightmare maker. He's not a bad man. No, he's, I loved his voice as well. Thank you. <laughs> Does this how the book just keeps on going? We just see Penny dealing with customers, with oh, the employees. There's and... more to it. We see outside of just the department store, oh. like the Dream Makers General Assembly, a big meeting of all the high and mighty dream makers in the business run by a man who could well be popping down your chimney in just a couple of weeks. Oh, But wow. that's all I'm going to say. I've sort of led you up to the end of the first half of the book. That's great. And I should say, I know someone was asking, I think Lita was asking, is it both books rolled into one in English? English? No, it's only no. the volume one. Okay. Uh, hopefully volume two will come soon. I'm not going to spoil anything else. It's gorgeous. It'll make you feel good. It'll make you feel good about your dreams. It'll make you feel good if you're not feeling good about yourself. Um, it's the sort of book that Korea needed in 2020 during COVID. Uh-huh. Um, and I see that Bree is mentioning Willy Wonka. Um, yeah, it has that feel to it, that magical roll doll sort of a feel. Oh, really? That's nice isn't it uh, so much feedback from the listeners as well leon says the chinese version already has both books. yeah uh, the, quite a few of the translations do yes uh sherry said it i had a weird dream the other night about lord of the Rings stuff a guy was carrying a huge one ring above his head and asked me does it shrink was it by any chance i say hmm 
<laughs> the ring over at Sangam that is being planned. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, one line review, please, Paul. A great big fantasy cuddle of a book where our dreams become as precious to us as any moment in our waking lives. Oh, that's a nice review. We had Brie also saying, uh, "Oh, honey, don't keep dreaming that dream about your crush. It's not fun." Yeah, I thought it was going to get a bit there, maybe deep into the weeds and a bit more meaningful about. You know, it is nice to have this dream love turn into a real love. Will you not rain on my parade, please? Is it healthy? You know, have you ever had that experience, Paul?、Maybe、Next your- week's book is Phantom Pain Wings <laughs> by Kim Hesun, translated by Don Miche. Phantom Pain Wings came out this year—a fantastic collection of poetry. That's what I'll be doing. Thanks, as always, to the Literature Translation Institute of Korea for the help with copyright permissions for the broadcast. Thanks to Emi A for a gorgeous story, and to Sandy Jusunli for her great translation. I'll be back next week. With another book, keep your hopes up because there is hope in the world. Dreams are good. Don't listen to Peter; he's a big old Grinch. <laughs> well, our producer, because our readings were really long, she has decided on the fly to take out song number four. So,、oh. would you like to sing for us for a couple of minutes while well, would you like we close off the show?、Uh, why don't you sing what we were actually going to play? It was Jam Gol Bus with La La La. Can you sing that one? <laughs> Is that the one that goes la 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 la? No, I've got.、Um, oh, that one's good. What's that, that from? The Spice Girls. Spice up your life. Spice up your life. Yeah. So if we've got a little more time, we do. I will say, I know this year we featured a lot of dark and heavy books,、uh-huh. and sometimes it's about the translations that come up and the translations are published. And I always do try and find these happy books along with the sad books as well. And so when I do find a book like this,、mm. I really want to recommend it to you because, with everything that's going on in the world right now. We need something positive.、Okay. We need to keep our spirits up. And I think if everyone reads a book like this, and everybody collectively thinks of a better future, then maybe we'll make it safely through to 2024. Oh yeah, I suppose sometimes we don't need to get too deep into things and then have a twist here. Also, relationships can work out, Peter. You got. Ma- I mean, look at you. You're actually married. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that's your Indian. When I was young, I remember a couple of times having a dream. You know, a little spicy one. And then really thinking, oh, I like that person. Yeah, it's just a temporary like infatuation when your brain is playing tricks on you,、mm. and like. You know, you'd maybe get with that person, and you'd realise actually, I don't really like it. It was just a dream. You know, sometimes dreams can be very confusing.、I、But、feel. also, sometimes young boys can be very stupid. Yes, it's very true as well. Good point, Paul.、Uh, Nian says, "I don't know, but this book does remind me a little of Haruki Murakami's fantastical writings as well." Sure, I think I think you know this is written in that great tradition of something that is close to reality, but. One step away,、mm-hmm. sort of a side step away from it. And Leon's saying it kind of reminds me of Inside Out, where you need to experience sadness to experience joy better, perhaps.、Uh, we we do certainly need to experience all these emotions. It's it's different to Inside Out, but you never know. Inside Out Two may well be more similar to this.、Uh, I saw that's coming out, right? That looks amazing with the teenage emotions like chiming in. Yeah, and if you do have a teenager who's dealing with their emotions, this is the kind of book that could maybe help a little bit. Oh, that's nice. Well, thank you for filling in some time with us, Paul. Staying、uh, longer than yeah, usual. Yeah,、uh, yes. Oh, very important thing. What? If you're going to read、uh, Phantom Pain Wings by Kim Hesun,、yep. send in a review. Let us know what you think of the book. Yeah, it better be good as well. No, no you send in an honest opinion. Do whatever you like. Paul, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. 
free mm. of any symptoms of the flu, I hope. Probably, yeah. See you Probably. Then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Adidung Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST.